Welcome back to Grunts in Appalachia. This is John Creamer. Brandon McGuire. And we are on episode 47. God, it's, that's an old, that's old it's, bitch it's, right It's there. crazy how fast <laughs> it goes, man. It gets wild. We have, to, to this evening, we have an awesome guest with us. Uh, we actually have a savant storyteller, in my opinion. We have Mr. Rick Brown. How y'all doing? Doing great, good, Rick. Good, Rick. We hung out with Rick for, well, I have been for about 30 minutes now, and I just keep telling him, like, rudely hey stop talking because <laughs> yeah. people need to hear this i don't want to hear this story i want to hear this story <laughs> while we're talking about it yeah they're the funny ones yeah we'll jump right in yeah. uh rick you were in vietnam yes and you served from what years uh 70 and 71 70 and 71 and what unit were you with when you were in vietnam i was in uh c troop 71st air cab squad yeah I, I feel like he's got he's got the horse i see right there that's uh, what they call that now first cab Right. Well, it, most people look at me and say, uh, do you know where you're going? <laughs> Are you lost yet? <laughs> you know, that was always a big joke, especially when I was in, you know, well, the calves on the way. Yeah. If they don't get lost. <laughs> you know, so. And you and you were uh, a pilot, correct? Helicopter pilot. I, I was. Uh, yeah, I got eight hundred and seven hours in the right seat. Oh, that's it. But I was, yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, it. that's it. And that was, yeah. it was all combat assault time. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, you know, uh, a crew chief. And my dad, where he was military, he got killed in 61. He was uh, flying Hueys, the first Hueys the 101st got. Yeah. Lived in Warner Park on Eagle Street. I don't know if you're familiar with Campbell or not. But anyway, yeah. by the time I went in, all my dad's buddies were full birds and one stars. And uh, when I got to my unit, you know, the colonel of our squadron was one of my dad's buddies. Well, he insisted that I start flying, learning how. Well, he instructed our IP pilot, you know, to start teaching me. Well, it didn't take me long. I had a few hours in anyway. You know, next thing I know, and reason being I ended up flying like that is because Nixon started that replacement with Arvin's and they were sending South Vietnamese Arvin you know guys to fly with us and they weren't worth a shit so I ended up you know they told me that I was at the rank of wo one in the reserves <laughs> you know but well, I, never, and, and I have a question so when you say you're flying right seat that means you're you're the pilot right one of them Right, so when you fly in a helicopter, right seat and left seat, well, how's they, that they work? call it first, you know, like I would be like the first officer. Right. You know, you've got your captain, your your aircraft commander. Okay. And then a the co-pilot. So okay. it's kind of like first right. mate in the Navy. Exactly. Okay. Right. I, I, well, I just want to ask, obviously, John and I are neither pilots nor act like we're pilots, but. Uh, you fly a lot, though, don't you? I, 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 I've got a lot of hours in there, and. Uh, I, I still don't understand the relationship, especially now, because I never knew who was the pilot in any rotary wing aircraft it I depend, got in. It depends on the aircraft commander. Because everyone has the same controls, right? Right. And it's Other uh, than any Huey, the instrument for instrument flying is dominantly on the right-hand side. Okay. You know, and, that, and that most, was, of your, most of your gauges are there. Yeah, okay. Uh, on the left-hand side in a Huey, you can see through the chin bubble real good because yeah. the instrument panel is not in your face right okay you know that had you know instruments fly 
in the dark, you know. Yep. But yep. they were offset. And now, what did you guys fly in the, when you were in Vietnam? What did you use to fly in the dark? Uh, just we flew. Just the balls. We just flew. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking balls. <That's laughs> we just, we just uh, flew. You know the we 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 did a lot of hunter killer stuff and and they had sensors you know and we weren't supposed to be where we were but you know the sensors were on the ho chi Minh trails which yeah. was through laos and cambodia yeah and uh, you know we had you know the stuff stacked above us all the way to fifty thousand yeah. feet well, sure the big boys you know i mean there'd be b-52 sometime yep. on station yep. just just for us and needless to say we used the shit out of them yep you know if if the shit got going and it was a little too hot help you know sure <laughs> Why, uh, and uh, we'd start dropping flares you know wipe this area out you know and we flew close enough to the ground you know you could see like on moonlight nights you could see the treetops you know and, and slow flying we were trying to draw you know attention yeah and we always had a pair of guns with us you know cobras and uh you know it's, you say we, cobras uh, is that marine corps or was that army well the the marines had cobras but in vietnam they were flying b and c models because okay, i know when i served the, the cobras were primarily only marine corps at that point and they're the only ones that use them i can't keep that thing going yeah, well my god we gotta pass it around <laughs> <laughs> now the cobra uh, the Marine Corps has this twin engine. It's a it's a totally different, uh, you know, monster than what we had. It was you know single engine and uh, two bladed. You know the the Marine Corps are, are four, but in Vietnam they used the B and C model Hueys. Is what the Army used to begin with, which my dad was one of the guys that started arming helicopters. Uh, he was buddies with. Chuck Yeager, and when when the Air Force came to be, uh, Dad stayed yeah, in the army. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. So the Air Force used to be the Army Air Corps, mm -hmm. and I, I don't think everyone talks about like what that was in World War II and how that transition went. Because I wasn't alive during that transition. Right. I, you know what I mean? I felt like maybe Korea or Vietnam was the first time that it went from the Army Air Corps to the Air Force, mm -hmm. and now you have a whole different branch of the Army, or I'm sorry, the military talking to each other where when it used to be the army like i could be a, a grunt colonel and i could tell anyone who flies a plane what to do right if, if i outranked them right. but now all of a sudden we're in a different branch of the military i, I never listened to an air force anyone you know what i mean yeah. well, we I never listened there. to anybody in the in the navy when they would tell us right. someone ship yeah. our mass sergeant or our first sergeant would be like, hey those are my marines if you need something you come through me you want, more? Story. you want more yeah or, i'll take it down. all right <clears throat> so I'm good. That's all you, Rick. Rick, I've heard I've heard a couple of your stories, and you were telling me one the other day on on the phone when we were setting this up to Put come down and do the podcast about going into a bar in Saigon. Oh gosh, that was wait, that. Uh, well. I think there was a no. Hold on, hold on. Let him get with this one first. This is oh, good. Okay. This wait. is good. <laughs> this is. We weren't supposed to be downtown after dark. <laughs> That's and, how uh, every great story so starts. Of course. Yeah. Where were you? You know, downtown after dark. Yeah, <laughs> it's been long, Vietnam. And um, anyway, this particular bar, we had our, you know, Blackhawk emblem hanging on the wall, 
we we paid for everything. It was our bar. But still the rules were daylight hours only, then back to the compound after dark. Well, everybody broke it, you know. They Naturally. Had a, had a whole street there. There was nothing but bars and hookers. And uh, 19, 20-year-old service members. That's yeah. the service <laughs> member's dream right there, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't join for that. No. This is a recruiting. This is the this is the twenty twenty two recruiting person. I mean, there's just hookers and prostitutes everywhere. Now we're drunk, you know, and on duty. You know, you'd walk downtown and it's fucky fucky two bucky. Yeah, yeah. And that and that was expensive. Two dollars was. You know, you got a high class one for two bucks. You know. <laughs> so anyway, we're in this bar, sitting there, and we're we're pretty much shit-faced you know we knew our shit was out gonna be bad because try to get back on the compound you know i'm not, i'm not sure if the mps were dicks when you were in but you know i, I never nobody met a, nobody's ever liked them i never did you know i never <laughs> met one that i could get along with you know but anyway past that we're you know contemplating well we we better go and about that time about a half a dozen you know, uh, BC walk in with their AKs. You know, the whole thing come in. It's after dark, so that so they thought they were safe. There wasn't going to be any this, GIs there. This was their place tonight, and they come in there, and all I had on me was a forty-five on my hip, and I had a grenade in my pocket. And <laughs> I, I, the, the idea that you're off duty and you're supposed to be in the compound after dark, but you're walking around with a grenade in your pocket. This is why they won't give us grenades anymore. Your generation screws. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Sam, same thing, you know, he, he had his pistol on him, and he had a couple grenades. <laughs> it's just, he always it's just did. a couple, it's just, couple, just a couple, couple grenades. Remember, remember I said he was always, you know, trying to be one up on me? Yeah. And it, and it went back and forth like that the whole time we were together. I, I can see it now. You get to the bar, you're like, how many grenades? I got one. You're like, I got two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, uh, well, he said it made his uh, dick look big. You know, because he moved, the, he moved that pocket inside. Was like he that. Irish as well? I'm he, was, Irish. he was Irish Italian. Thank you. So I'm Irish Italian. So I understand what he went through. Like I'm Irish all Italians. the time. I'm all the time trying to make Irish that. Italian. So he 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 was not touching the bottom of the tuna can. Yeah. But he's blowing the sides out. I, I never felt the bottom of my underwear. You know what I mean? I'm Irish. So our nickname for him was Carrot Top Pop. <laughs> he had flaming red hair see? and big Dago nose. <laughs> you know. And uh, he was the first one, you know, that I ever heard say, Dago here, Dago there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, who dat? Well, I know who day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, we're sitting in this bar and these guys walk in and I, I mean, I'm, I've got pucker power going now. Because both my hands was laying on top of the table, and so was Sam's. Yeah. And those guys, it's the first thing those guys looked at. And they walked by us like this, you know, and just and they were just all around us. We're sitting in a booth here, and they just, from here around. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, I, And uh, just so everyone knows, you do not look like you live in Vietnam. You're oh, not uh, a local. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't look like a local no, Vietnamese I'm, I'm person. I'm wearing a uniform yeah. with a cab flag okay, on it. So obviously you don't look like <laughs> my you belong. My particular unit was the last one on you know war crimes list yeah. in Vietnam, <laughs> and uh, Clinton 
started the relations with them and they dropped it. And that, and it, you know, that's where the Ace of Spades came from. Yeah. I mean, they would mutilate us and we got mean back. Yep. You know, 19, 20 year olds and you piss them off. That's the most fiercest that's it. thing walking the face of this earth. Yep. I'm telling you. And especially if he's trained. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got a trained, drafted guy who doesn't well, want to be know, there. Now, Guess now, who he is, the meanest person you've ever met. Now the yeah. only way an 18, 19-year-old is going to be able to fire a big gun, he's going to have to wait till he's 21 yeah. to own one. It's terrible. Yep. You know, uh, man, we got we got problems up there. Yeah. And it's an assault on our uh, Constitution. And anyway, we need to take care of it. Yep. Vote. Vote American. America first. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So for anyway, sure. back to the bar. Yes, sorry. So we're back in the bar. I just <laughs> All we, right, I'm, I'm, sitting there. Hole. I'm sitting there. Actually, if I would have had hemorrhoids, I'd have saved a fortune on surgery. I was so pinched up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sam's looking me right in the eye. And so I pan and I looked over to the right and there's a guy, one of the, there. And I shoot him the peace sign. Well, he shoots me the peace sign back. I said, Sam, let's go. You know, and we yeah. got up and they never, we started out the door and the next thing I know, I hear something go click. And I look and Sam's throwing a grenade back into place as Jesus. we're going out the door. <laughs> I take off running like hell, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And guess what didn't happen? There was no explosion. <laughs> It was a freaking dud. <laughs> Those guys come out of there, a half a dozen of them now with AKs, yeah. fully automatic, and Sunday was making them sing. And it was a singing all around us, but yeah. nobody, you know, me and Sam, neither one got hurt. You know, but right. every step I took, I was screaming at him, I'm going to kill you when we get back. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. So we get back, and his, this is his answer to me. He said, we got to kill him tomorrow anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, you know, yeah. That was it. Oh, like dead serious. Just, yeah. you, know, you know, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be right here. What do you it. say to that? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> right. You're not wrong. These are probably the guys that shoot at us when we take off from our compound. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, but, you know, that was. <laughs> That's that sucker. I swear, I miss something terrible. I'm gonna bait you on this one too because I remember hearing a story, and, and you can tell me if you don't want to tell it. That's fine, but I remember hearing a story from you one time about crashing, mm -hmm. and you picked up a, a stray dog. Yeah. Uh, and I, I made a harness for it, had where I could hook it up so it wouldn't fall out of the helicopter, <laughs> you know. And uh, that was my buddy. Well, anyway, uh, we're in the A. Shaw Valley, going along about 60 knots, low level. And then here was, you know, planes of rice paddies going into the valley, right? Next thing I know, bang, and we're just spinning, and we crash in a rice paddy. I'm knocked out. Yeah. I wake up, and my dog's licking me in the face. My dog's licking me in the face. That's what brought me to, and I look around, and everybody's gone. Yeah. I was the only one that made it the way the helicopter was landing that rice paddy. There yeah. was a deep end where I was sitting at, and that was left seat that day. You know, my head was above the water. It was yeah. like here. 
You know what I mean? Here's my yeah. do- little dog. I don't know how long, you know, but there was nobody flying over to get us, you know. So I, I you know, the ones that did later on, yeah. I knew why they wasn't flying over because they were shooting big shit at them. Yeah. You know, they had uh, quad 51 calibers. Yep. You know, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, Huey's ain't nothing but a beer can with a rotor system on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You can spit at it and put it all in it. But uh, I laid there for a couple of days, got over in the, on the bank here where it's like a little dike line, yep. and the elephant grass was great big. And I sat there for a while, and I thought, you know, somebody's bound to come in here, you know, come get me. So I went, oh, I reached down in my flight suit down there, a little side pocket here. Yeah. And there was my little beacon radio, you know. Yeah. Hit that, and it sends a, a signal. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And uh, anyway, you've got me blasted now. I can't even remember the name of the hey. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of all people, you know, this is days later, of all people to come get me, I heard Americans talking. And I stood up, went like this, and they all drawed a bead on me. There's a bunch of jarheads. And they walked me out of there to where I could get in the helicopter and get out of there. And uh, another experience I had with a jarhead, I, <laughs> Here we go. this is a good one. You know, this I'll is, it. This is my favorite episode so <laughs> far. Just so, just so anyone who listens ever, this is my favorite because John's like, yep. Here we go. Like, Rick has the coolest stories ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. And he's like, jarhead, jarhead, jarhead. And I'm just like, yeah, me and Rick, me and Rick are high-fiving up here. Oh, God. John pissed Fair himself a face. little bit, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah. a tinkle. Yeah, just a, a tinkle. tinkle. Yeah. Just, just a tinkle. tinkle. Just a tinkle. But sorry to interrupt. I just thought that was really cool. Oh, gosh. What are you drinking there, Rick? Sweet tea. Oh. Sweet tea and... Uh, there you go. We did yeah. some of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, 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 we had, uh, do you need more? No. Nah. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm fucking. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I was a nom with you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, man. This, is, this was our bunker activity right here. You know, we yeah. sit around and play all them old soul songs, but they were new on the radio then. Sure. You know. That's one thing about being deployed overseas that I always found very interesting. I deployed three times in four years, and every time I came home, I would hear a song, and I'd be like, man, that's a great song, and I'd want to play it. And everybody yeah. that, that had been stateside were like, dude, that's old. It's been out for yeah. months. Yeah. And I said, well, it's new to me, so yeah. I'm going I'm to bump it. What the, I, I think what's really cool is I think Vietnam is as bad of a war as it was, and is, I think everyone kind of – found their way there and music became this thing centered around this war it was a and, savior you know what i mean i'm i don't know i'd say i'm, I'm a different war from you uh, a couple and of you know what we listen yeah. to is songs from ccr like oh, just yeah, you man. know what i mean just songs yeah. from vietnam era that's, that's well, our generation military. they quit letting ugly people make music yeah so we don't get the same <laughs> caliber of music anymore that's correct i mean we just correct. don't yeah, I mean, if if uh, Ozzy Osbourne rolled up and was like, "Hey, I got some great songs," he'd be like, "That's great. Go ahead and write them. We're gonna give yeah. them somebody better looking than you." Right. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's just the way it is. I, now. It's I, awful. I think it's pretty cool when you you watch any movie ever that's based around a war. What year it's in? There's a Vietnam era song. Oh, you're gonna have always, CCR. Yeah, CCR, obviously yeah, CCR, yeah. but. You know what I mean? That's always like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> like, yeah. The movie's about to get good because yeah. it, it, Vietnam's in here now, you know. Somebody will get down. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and there's some I, terrible jokes about that. <laughs> you know, certain people would stand up and they'd get down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So where were you stationed at stateside? Uh, Fort Knox, Fort Rucker for a little bit, Fort Eustis. And out of Fort Houston to uh, Vietnam. Okay. And we were I just was, talking. I was like two weeks late getting to Fort Dix. Okay. We, we were talking last week. I didn't know if you were a uh, Fort Bragg or not, but they're getting ready to change the I name. I flew to Fort in Bragg. and out there many times. They're getting ready to change the name to Fort oh, Liberty. Uh, I really don't want to talk about this, I, if we're I, being I, honest. I know. It, uh, you know that's, like I was started ranting earlier, man. You know we're we're under the gun here, so, Rick. You have earned the right to rant about whatever you want to rant yeah, about. I, you I mean, you rant, you just talk about whatever you want to say, man. I don't care. Well, I didn't care for politicians then. Don't care for them now. Sure. The ones that uh, I I actually could see them doing for America first. Those are the ones that I appreciated. You know, I still didn't like them. You know what I mean? But the, they were trying to do yeah. the best they could. And, and lead how do you how do you feel about Jane Fonda? Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's on that page. You know, yeah. um, you know uh, the. You know I, I hate to say you know that that bitch deserved a bullet in the head. Hey, I mean because I was flying. Get off get off the fence, Rick. I'm, tell us how you feel. I was flying, you know, uh, a mission, and Armed Forces Radio come on. Right, and then it next thing I know, it was Jane Fonda's voice, Hanoi Radio, her telling us to lay our weapons down that we were baby killers. Yeah, wow. And then, I mean, man, yeah, you talk about a spear in the heart. You know, I went over there to fight communist aggression and protect my country. I didn't want to come into my shores, you know, same shit you guys yeah. did. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want that shit over here. Right, you know, and uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I wanted to kill her. I honestly <laughs> did. I, I just wanted to shoot her. I said, "She's a traitor. Yeah. She's a traitor." You know, you don't know me. You know what I mean? I'm an American. You know, a patriot, and I took a damn oath, and that oath still stands. You know, and that's what these idiots better start thinking about. Because if it turns into craziness, I know how to get crazy. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not threatening anybody here. Yeah. No. You know, but I'm just saying there's a bunch of us, and you two are patriots. Yeah. You took the yeah. oath. I took the oath. If it comes down to our our country and our family, I, son, I'm pretty quick on the trigger. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but and it, turns, it turns out I don't think any of the three of the three of us have died in a gunfight yet yeah no, yeah, we're still, I, yeah did you die from a gunfight none no, of us okay no. yeah. we've been in plenty though yeah. <laughs> Rick's like i've been shot down Jeez. i'm yeah. still here all right right <laughs> man it was a daily routine for me now rick you were you were uh pretty active in the vfw 
for yeah. a long time. We just had an episode. Our last episode was at uh, VFW ninety ninety seven. Cool. Up in Taze Valley, we sat down with uh, was it three or four different veterans. Yeah. And they they got to talk, but um, we haven't actually had anybody come on that's willing from Vietnam. We'd love to have a World War Two vet, honestly. They're, oh, they're so far few and in between anymore. Right. Uh, to come on and, and tell some stories, but man, yeah, I mean, anything you want to talk about about your time and service over there. I think the American people and the people that listen to this program, most people don't ever you, – you, we're at a point now where, I mean, I'm 40, and the Vietnam era, my generation understood it because we our dads were there. Yeah. The next generation doesn't even hear the stories. It's their grandfathers that, yeah. that were there or their grandmothers, uh, and they, they don't tell their grandkids mm. about what it was really like. So – I think it's a really great thing for younger people to hear from older veterans about what it was really like instead of what you're hearing in a history book or reading in a history book or whatever they're trying to indoctrinate you yeah. with in school nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, anything that you want to talk about, if you got any cool stories, those stories, the stories live on forever. Your whole life, all it is is oh, yeah. it's story after story after story. So, I mean, I love a good story. Well, let me finish the one about the cooler. Do it. Uh, no, you got to start from the beginning because we weren't okay. on air on Oh, that yeah, one. we weren't on air. He oh, was okay. Anyway, uh, we decided we were going to air condition our hooch. <laughs> and, sounds great. And, uh, sounds great from the get-go. <laughs> the first, yeah. first thing that was said, and I don't know who said it, but it, I thought it was brilliant. Well, daggone, those uh, Air Force containers, they plug them up and keep stuff froze in it, you know? And I went, by God, you're right. Well, it wasn't long. Here we were on our way to Bung Tao where they, you know, unloaded those big cargo planes. And uh, <laughs> we had, we went over to the fuel depot and filled up with fuel before we went over and picked it up. Now we come in and landed at the fuel pad. Tire never said nothing to us. <laughs> you know, we pick up and we come over, the, right over where those, you know, containers were. You know, sit down. Buddy got out, son. He hooked her up, <laughs> climbed back in. <laughs> I'm trying to get it off the ground. And it, it's going, I, I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go. I thought, <laughs> I thought, man, what's this thing full of? You know, you know. And uh, finally, I drug it along a little bit and, whoosh, and went through transitional lift and we got it up. Well, we landed at Ben Long, which was our compound. We opened this thing up, right? Now, Tower screaming and yelling at us, you know. <laughs> and we knew they had eyes on us, you know, because they had binoculars, you yeah. know, that looking for a tail number. And we took a piece of black tape and changed the last <laughs> two numbers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> so we're in Vietnam. Just flying helicopters across the thing, <laughs> hoping no one sees while we still <laughs> and we're and we're I, dropping our stolen goods on base. Yes, yeah. and I just think it's I just want everyone to know how ridiculous this is. It, that this yeah. was, I I fucking love it. <laughs> I, like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life right now. <laughs> Sorry, go back to the story. Was, go back to the it story. Was, it was dog face heaven. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes. Anyway. We land this thing, and uh, yeah, after I burned a bunch of fuel off, it wasn't too hard to handle. <laughs> <laughs> but I should have never filled up, you know what I mean? 
but uh, we get it on the ground and, and we open this thing up and guess what it was full of steak hopefully what other thing would you really want uh, uh, beer that's Flash, got, it's uh, cold flashlights. it's cold <laughs> it's cold and it's what i would really want if i'm in vietnam in a place soda. where you couldn't soda. get it. ice soda water ice <laughs> ice cream Ice cream, ice cream. Oh. real <laughs> yeah. ice cream, not the yeah. powder frozen shit no. they were serving. You guys stole a whole a whole <laughs> connex of Bluebell. Well, the word went out, and everybody was there with their you know hard ads and all, you know, scooping it in like this. You know, and we were we were just trying to tear the motor off of it. You know? <laughs> of course, we all picked out on the ice cream, and uh, we took that motor and we rigged it up. <laughs> went to bed. We didn't have, you know, it was on or off. There was no thermometer, you know, yeah. thermostat around to. So you, you know, wake up and you could hang meat in your in your in your hooch. My mustache, it had ice on it. I was laying <laughs> closest to the thing, and I get up, you know, and the first thing I did was open the door, you know, so that it, you know, start warming up in there. So I had to make a deal with this avionics guy, and he had a buddy on an aircraft carrier that was super avionics right well i'm just laughing because you're like had to make a buddy with a deal <laughs> deal with a buddy because that buddy had to deal with the dude on an aircraft carrier so yeah. we're just we're just uh, this like, is like this sounds, this sounds like it, for me this sounds like lance Cobble mafia in Marine Corps. <laughs> yes. but you know what it sounds like is it sounds like the only people that can make this happen are real people because if you tried to do that like do their proper channels just to do it would never happen to the yeah. Yeah, it, would, it would get all fucked up and what? it's like these dudes are doing side deal drug deals <laughs> off of you know what i mean and well, it works it, it, we it, should take a lesson from that shit it gets pretty wild well, yes, but, i want to hear well, the guy on the carrier's request was a foot locker full of manicured and clean pot <laughs> <laughs> and he he would build us you know thermostat <laughs> and plus he threw in you know, a, a navigational aid out of an F-4. Well, that just made me light up. You know, I thought, oh man, I'll never get lost again. You know what? <laughs> That's another story of me trying to borrow that son of a bitch up to you. Oh God. But uh, <laughs> we did, we, I landed on, I don't even remember the carrier. Uh, but anyway, we landed on it and um, did the deal. Brought that thing back, wired it up. We had air conditioning. You haven't told us how you acquired the footlocker full of pot. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a... The it's most, like apocalypse now right now. This is like now. the most intricate mission that ever happened in Vietnam right now. Like, we had this guy and this, this is more guy, intricate. This then, is more intricate than Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah, yeah I, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But this is... It's cool that it was just like inter-military... <laughs> coordinating some shit to get yeah. someone out of trouble to get someone some weed to get someone some whatever they want some air conditioning and yes. ice cream <laughs> it was wild so where so so how did you all acquire a foot locker full of pot went downtown there to the bars <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh we just walked downtown and, but it cost them an american five dollar bill oh my god oh wow a foot locker full of manicured and clean pot wow it had to be a u.s greenback Jesus, well, that's crazy. Jesus, I knew there was a reason why I, you know, took cash over there with me, you know, because I've heard the stories <laughs> well, about. It sounds like if you took about twenty bucks, what, what you could get it. with one. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like if you would have walked into Vietnam with with five hundred bucks, you would have owned the whole place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Pretty much, you can go over there now and and live and pay all your bills and everything and live in a you know condo on the beach for five hundred a month. That's insane. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's wild. I mean, it's that wide open. And uh, no, I will say, my dad is. I've got me. a buddy of mine willing to pay my plane ticket and everything to go over just to visit with him. I told him go to hell. I was there too long, and I'll I'll never go back to that yeah. place. Yeah, you know, I don't want to see it. Don't want nothing to do with it. I kind of feel that way about Haiti. I mean, they could change that whole country around. They could put a club med in there again. They could make it beautiful, and they could be like, "Hey, here's a free ticket." I'd be like, mm, "Keep it. I'm yeah. good on that." I, you know, that's me. Well, um, I feel like anywhere you go, if you're a, if you're a human being service no service or whatever if you go somewhere and everyone shoots at you to try and kill you <laughs> yeah you like, can't hey, tell them apart hey guess what it's liberated now that it's all club men and sandals do you want to go back no right. you know what i mean because my experience there was totally different where uh everyone wanted me to die right and they did everything in their power to make me die yeah you know and like of course i'm not going back there but yeah. you know where i'm gonna go is jamaica because I heard they have some different stuff down there. They also uh, part <laughs> of their stuff. <laughs> part of their religion is to kill white men. Jamaica. Yeah. Well, let them know. Hey, I'll, I'll be there next year Think in February that. if they want to plan for it. I'll be there. Oh, so, you're gonna go snow bunny on us? Huh? You going snow bunny? You're gonna go down south? Go to the islands for the snow? No. Yeah, just like a few days with a bunch of my idiot friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm actually playing the same thing. I'm going to Key West, though. <laughs> I'm staying state. Now, there you're talking. There you're talking. Yeah. Uh, my old company commander, you know, our squadron commander, he uh, he's still alive. And, uh, you know, he married a Russian woman or a Ukrainian. And uh, he was uh, when he was stationed over there. But he, uh, you know, things are getting crazy and all that, you know. He went and bought him a big sailboat. Well, I mean, Ukraine's not the place to be right now. Well, I know, but I mean, he he was over there on a mission. He was in the military when he met her and married her, and uh, she was like a some news reporter that was assigned to his unit, and that you know, things one thing led to the other. She was sounds like he was the hottest guy in the unit. He was the highest rank. He was the highest rank. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> if he married the one female reporter that came, he's, he's either the it, highest rank or the highest way, but there. You know, you know what a donut dolly is, right? No, I've never heard that reference. Candy strappers. I yeah, like the uh, little nurses, the little volunteer. Yeah. No, they weren't nurses. The volunteer nurses, right? They were, you know, volunteers with the USO. Yes. And and that's what we called them donut dollies because they'd be there with coffee and donuts and keep company with you and all that and that uh, like i said if you keep got the company rank, like I, yeah of, I, when he well, said that what kind of keep yeah company? that's that was like <laughs> conjugal business I mean. yeah uh, well, i know if, i know if what you keep were company high is, ranking you know the, then you got the good company yes if you're a low ranking you got the hellos i mean and it like was a, matter man like the blow <laughs> what's know? that when you blow a kiss like you got a blow kiss if you were high ranking you got like more than that. I'm choking kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird over there. <laughs> that was weird over there. <laughs> yeah. 
the candy strappers. Everyone talks about that. You reference anyone who was referenced in the movie and they the candy strappers. They, they had no specialty in anything other yeah. than just I'm bringing you some shit and yeah. hanging out with you. No, you got to sit yeah. there and you you got to see an American woman. Yep, and that's uh, honestly that's that that's what big. turned it. That's what turned into it. And a dr- I'd go straight to the, you know, downtown, and. Fulfill so my that, fantasies. That whole, that whole, uh, that whole well, however they did that, turned into Korea. Because South Korea was drinky girls. And drinky girls were, oh, if yeah, you want to buy, buy me a, a ginseng drink and I can hang and out with you. And, and all yeah. dudes want when they're surrounded by, you know, in an infantry unit, it's all dudes. All you want to do is talk to a woman. Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, I'll buy you one. I'll buy you one. Yeah, I'll buy yeah. you one. You know, and it's. Yeah. And they're drinking much, water. Right. And you know, they're and drinking <laughs> beers. Yeah, same thing in Vietnam. Yeah. It's the same thing. Rick, we talked about music, and, and you're a very musically inclined human being. I've heard you play. You have a band. Um, and you also have. I, I remember you describing your guitar to me as your baby. Uh, yeah. Gibson. You yep. got a Gibson, right? Last Paul. Yeah. How, a, long, how long have you been playing music? And what got you into playing music? Well, um, I used to steal my dad's guitar out of his case. And I'd be sitting there plunking on it, and he'd come walking in. <laughs> he said, let me have it, son. He put it back in the case, and I'm sitting there like this. And he said, you don't know how to play this. He put it in the case, shut the door, and walk out. Knowing good and well that in a little bit I was going to be digging it. Finally, I got smarter than him. I said, well, Dad, how do you play it? Huh. And he started showing me chords tuning it and then this father's day will be 61 years he was killed and that was two weeks before he got killed oh wow but i learned how to play d and tune and, and i haven't put it down since yeah and uh, now you've played with some pretty famous people yeah i've been privileged to get to do that uh you know i know a lot of them uh, well we're out fresh out of vietnam bb uh, king was dragging me along as a protege i played a bunch of gigs with him. That's serious. That's serious. <laughs> like, that's it? You know, with B.B. King? Hey, Rick. Hey. I, I was the only white guy in this band, and it was, in, uh, in, and it was downtown Huntington here. Yeah. And uh, playing, awesome. playing blues. Yeah. I mean, real blues. Not, yeah. Not. What, what, what is real blues? What do you, if you want me to, I'll put something on in the background right now. What would you Tell me what you real blues. What would you pick? Number one, right now. Number Bam. one, Storm yeah. Remindy. Storm okay. Remindy, Allman Brothers, and then right after that, Thrill is Gone, BB King, any yeah. anything in the blues venue, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've played with a lot of them too, so they're yeah. Like so I, keep going. Sorry, I ruined that. No, I, you're you, good. You're good. Because you started with BB King. And it's like he didn't start with some dude we didn't hear of. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he, he started with the dude that. But anyone it, who breathes breath knows who BB King is. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to show you a picture here. Well, we'll do this after. Um, I'm playing up there, just playing my little ass off. I weighed in probably about 120 pounds, standing six foot one, and uh, had a 335 Gibson. You know, that's what BB played. This was a 345, you know, in the end there, the stereo model, and uh, which I played, you know, a few of them. And uh, 
the owner of the club was real good friends with the BB. He's a black guy. Um, you know where Nick's newsstand used to be here in Huntington? I've only lived in this area. Yeah, I've only been here eight years. We, we haven't been oh, here that so long. So I, a lot of you know where the Western Regional re Daily Report place was for the jail? I know where right that's across at. Across from the courthouse? Yes. On the corner. Well, right next door to it, one of those shops was this little blues bar. Where the Lantern going. is now? Yeah. Okay. But it that was a, a, called a Beguile Club back in. And it was just black, nothing but black people. And it was all blues, you know. I was on a cracker in the place, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, and Bob Herndon's who owned it. He introduced me to BB, and it just happened to be my birthday of all days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the next thing I know, guess who's on stage playing with me? I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like. You know, I, I was saving money on hemorrhoid surgery again. <laughs> yeah, I was pinching it again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, such a blessed experience. And, uh, you know, my, I was raised on it. Uh, my dad was a Chet Atkins nut and B.B. King nut. So Chet Atkins was a beast, too. Oh, jeez. A beast. And Les Paul. Yep. And Les Paul. And, and uh, my guitars that I own now, my dad played them. My great uncle bought them new in the 50s. And uh, I was 16 when he died. And my great aunt said, Ricky, you're the only one left in the family that plays music. Uh, would you uh, want to buy these guitars? And I thought, you know, Les Paul's pretty daggone heavy. I was yeah. playing a hollow body, you know, lightweight. <laughs> I'll grab that Les Paul and I go, Meh. I thought, well, Dad played it. So... That's how I ended up with it. Let me ask you this. And she we, wanted new price form. Yeah. And new price form back then in the 50s was $225. Well, that's, that's what I had to pay for it in 66. Yeah. You know, the first one I bought, and it yeah. took me a long time to buy that. You know, because, you know, I was lucky if I made, you know, 40, $45 clear a week, you know, and had a baby in my life. Yeah. You know, knocked the sheriff's daughter up. <laughs> I'm serious. That's true. He took us to Parisburg, Virginia, and got us married. We got in the car, and he pulled the pistol out and put it in the glove box. And I thought, did I just have a shotgun waiting? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question for you, though. We, we typically try to incorporate something in as a wellness check for veterans, for first responders, things like that. Would you say that music is what it wasn't a big help for you therapeutic wise when you came back from Vietnam yes. playing music. Totally. I mean, uh, music is in, in, uh, that's God's favorite thing. You know, actually it's drums. Then it's, it's, you know, it's the rhythm, the harmony and the melody. There's the Trinity, the father, son, Holy ghost. You get it. You, how yeah. his signatures on music. Yeah. Okay. All right. To make a chord, you know, it takes three notes to make a chord. There's the Trinity again. Yeah. It's all over music. Yeah. You know, and it's all through the Bible. You know, the trumpets, the, you know, the you, the rumbling of the drums, you know. You, you know, when the trumpet hails, you know. I mean, it, it's pretty neat. And I'm very thankful for being blessed to play the way I play. You sure. Know, and in my lifetime, I've had the privilege to play with all the best ones, 
you know, Joe Walsh, Sammy Agar, uh, all kinds of people. Jesus, that's I wanna, crazy. Can we talk about this list a little more real yeah. quick? Yeah, let's get, I, bring you, us down you, with the list. You went BB King, and it's like, hey, guess what? I, I big dick to you right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear Joe Walsh. How was Joe Walsh? Oh, he's, Joe he's, Wal- he's a sweetheart. And, and, oh, my and, God. Uh, I love, I love Joe Walsh. Let me Joe tell you Walsh, something man. about Joe Walsh. It's very sweet. These pictures I'm getting ready to show you was a gig me and him did. Yeah. And uh, and it was uh, Veterans Day, 2019. And uh, we're rehearsing and everything. You know, I'm, I'm in the back line, backup player. You know, I'm no star. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah. You know, Joe comes on, and, of course, we play, you know, his standard stuff, you know. And uh, he turns around and walks up there to me and says, Happy Veterans Day. You know what I mean? And I'd been there rehearsing with those people, you know, for two days. You know, backup player, like a, a guitar festival like that, if you got to play with every artist, yeah. you got to learn their two or three songs they're going to do. Yeah. Man, that's hard as hell to do. I, I'm – pretty much retired at it that's just too much for me you know what i mean it uh and i always donated my money to whatever you know you know like that was for homeless veterans that this concert and that joe walsh is a big guy on that i mean he does festivals that that's all it's about i had no idea i mean yes yes he's he's uh he's he's just totally major in it and not you know that just made me love him even more i'd already loved his music you know but now after knowing him and hanging with him you know i I love him as a man and a brother you know because i you know you know he was the only guy and there was all these big artists there the only guy that walked up and said happy veterans day you know what i mean that's really cool now now we, we were talking about the list who oh. else have you played with? Yeah. Uh, Vince Gill. Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch on here. Yeah, like man, like I'm just. The you'll guy. have to you'll have to send me these pictures of you with these people so I can yeah. make a when I when I write this up and I and I make okay. a post for it. I'll, yeah, I can I'll do put it. pictures. Of you. I, I just want to know. This is the guy who stole an Air Force container to, <laughs> to get his, air conditioning. Yeah, his huge is now playing with BB King and Sammy Hagar and anyone, Gill. A, anyone you know who played the guitar. Oh yeah, they played together. It was not a big deal. No, that was like Tuesday. That was just a Tuesday. You know, just a yeah. random Tuesday. Right. So I, I just want to. I don't know. The importance of this Vince. is ridiculous. Oh wow, Rick, keep your hat on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's my rat rod. Uh oh. It's a 45 Chevy truck. Oh, you're into rat rods, too. Yeah. That, I didn't know that. Here you go. James Burton, Elvis's guitar player. There I am back there playing some <laughs> guitar for him. Nice. There's Big Red. Big Red. A, we're going picture to picture right now. Yeah, it's like uh, on Like one picture is like your story <laughs> thing yeah, or something. This is there, Elvis's guitar player. Here's I'm my better ass. Oh, here's a Red and Harley. Yeah. That's, that's, there's, <laughs> there's boss. my wife. That's boss. <laughs> he that's just boss. keeps flipping through everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, there here was go. I was gunning down someone in Vietnam, and then <laughs> uh, okay. here I'm playing guitar with BB King. Look at how that transitioned. Oh, how did that? You know, it's it's amazing to me that you actually have photo evidence of these things because we live in a generation now where you can instantaneously took. Oh wow, look at that. Is that you right there? Yeah. Look at you with them chops, Rick. Yeah. 
Where are you at, chops. Rick? Oh, eating that? chops with B.B. King. That? Right oh, that's with B.B. King. King. I'm looking at a picture this? right now with Rick and B.B. King, King jamming out on the same guitar, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, Is was, that the same guitar? Yeah. Yeah? Pretty much. How, yeah. how about that? And I'll tell you what, B.B. King uh, doesn't have the as good as Sideburns. No, you had no, chops, man. I had him beat on that. Yeah, but he had more on top than I did. I, my hair was already coming out. I mean, look at it by the handfuls. It was, yeah. you know, by the time I was, you know, 23, 24 years old, I'm just bald. Yep. And I, and at that point, though, you also served in Vietnam. So, hey, let's. Well, yeah, whatever. You already served in Vietnam, and you yeah. already you were playing with BB King. So yeah. I mean. I, I, your hair's like we have nothing left to do here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we made it. We made yeah. it, so it's it's good. Started from the bottom, made it to the, to top. the top. You know who that guy is? Oh, he looks familiar. I've seen. I've definitely seen pictures of him. He's on Letterman. He oh, was yeah. oh, Paul Schaefer. Oh my, oh my goodness, gosh. that is the piano guy, right? Yeah, I've yeah, done, yeah, I've done a few gigs with him. He's a sweetheart of a person too. He is. He's a real good guy. That's good um, stuff. So, so music, yeah, obviously you, you 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 dabble in it a little bit. A little bit, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you think I heard Rick say like he might have tried music once. once Trey yeah. Saggins, yeah. there's another entertainer that that I'd love dearly as a man. Um, yeah, Trace. He 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 sports veterans majorly. Yeah. We're also yeah. going to have a guy on this podcast eventually who wrote songs for Trace Saggins. Oh, who? Rick Huckabee. Oh yeah, yeah I know yep. Rick. Yeah, I know Rick. So Rick, so <laughs> Ricky's my buddy. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I should have named one of my kids Rick. I think, <laughs> yeah. If he wanted to be mu musical, yes, so. and that's that's it's very the key. True. It's the key. It's very true. There's my Easy Rider days. That's a forty-eight fan. <laughs> Easy Rider days. Holy shit! Oh <laughs> hey, man. man, dude, all I can say is Rick has lived a very pretty weird. Weird, eccentric, weird, and weird. an awesome life. Like, <laughs> I like. I don't know how. I think the episode is called "I Stole an Air Conditioner." Now I'm playing with BB King. Like that's, <laughs> that's Kenny Wayne this Shepherd. episode because who is this? Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Okay. My goodness, my goodness. Rick's like been around the world now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like been there, done Jesus. that, seen it all. Yeah, I have been around the world three times. I've been around twice in four years. I, uh, what, hey, is this your uh, Facebook, Rick Allen Brown? Yeah. J hey, just in, if anyone wants to see what Rick's up see to. See how the Allen is spelled. Yep. A-L-A-N. Yep. If you guys want to check out Rick Allen Brown. Like, yeah, man. This is our guest tonight. He's, What's the name of your band now, Rick? Appalachian Brothers Band. Where are you all yeah. playing next? Uh, Bobby G's. That'll be uh, July 8th. I'll be there. All right. It's, uh, That's you know, like a Wednesday, right? That's a Friday. Friday, yep. yep. I'll, I'll be there. But yep. we do uh, do you know? It's we're a bunch of old guys. But, uh, God, he, so we're what's doing. The, what's the, they're the Canadian people at Bobby G's, right? Aren't they from Canada and they own a mm -hmm. Harley shop in Canada? I swear no, to God. No, no, uh, they worked for Benji and and Bobby was uh, the manager, and uh, Jenny, his wife, was the sales manager. So when At a Benji, Harley place, right? Yeah, here in yeah. Huntington. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, whatever it's called I thought now. they were Canadian. Like, I thought, I don't know, I thought I heard this whole thing. No. And I'm glad we're clearing it up. No, they, they were from up in Ohio somewhere. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, we're playing Southern Rock stuff, doing yeah. Almond Brothers. I got two drummers. 
twin guitars, keyboard, yeah. and a bass player. So it's set up like the Almer Brothers, Marshall Tucker. So this is July 8th? Yeah, July, July 8th, 8th on a Friday. Perfect, perfect. And, uh, Can I'd we get there early and buy you some you, drinks? Sure. Would that be all right? Oh, wait, That'd be fine. You haven't drank. Well, I, before I play, I usually double shot it. Okay. Right. So we're we're double shotting on July eighth. Well, I will. I, okay. Brandon doesn't drink hard liquor, yeah. but uh, well, I, I can bring some homemade moonshine. No, don't do that. Well, we still have that pickle <laughs> shit in there. I've got too many experiences well, actually, for of, that. One of my one of my customers this week for a tip gave me a quart of apple pie, Wayne County. Oh, moonshine. there you go. There you oh go. boy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out here <laughs> soon. It's in the fridge right now. I think my wife thought she was slick trying to hide it from me in the back of the fridge, but yeah. I, I found it. So. I still have the pickles, so. Well, the pickles, I mean, we'll, we'll get after them here eventually. It's going to happen. But, yeah. hey, Rick. Here's my eldest son. Oh, okay. That's a C-130. He was loading. That is? Loading master. Yeah. He's still yep. in. Well, I've, when, if he served with me, I probably met him because I spent most of my time in the Airborne. So I would. Well, he uh, in the guard unit here, 130. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. They it's fly Airborne. Charlie West. You know that's that's her call sign right but um 32 years he's got in in the military um and he had 22 years in here at the huntington police department oh nice oh, oh wow i'm proud of him remember i said i had a little boy at 16 in my lap mm-hmm. well that's who i'm talking about yeah. right there that's very cool and uh, very, very proud cool. of him he's a good man you know very proud of you. Oh, Rick, we are running out of time now. Okay, but really? I mean, this hour has gone by so fast. Yeah. Right, so fast. This, yeah. is, this has been great. I think it's really great that people, like I said earlier, get to hear stories from people that they would never even meet in their life. I hear and you. it's so funny that you meet people in your life that have done things and you'd never even know. Yeah. I mean, you going down the list and showing me the pictures of the people that you've even played music with. On top of what you did in Vietnam and your amazing <laughs> like, stories. Like, it's, like, it's like he, you have lived a full life. Air, right? He sold a whole thing of ice cream to get an air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest thing I ever heard. And then all of a sudden he switched it and was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is me and BB yeah, King. Yeah, just chill with BB King. This yeah. is Joe Walsh. Like, oh, yeah, we're all buddies. Trace Atkins. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he did everything very cool. Well, I've been blessed. I said, you know, I was very well blessed there. Uh, I'm trying to find you a picture of me as a kid. But you, uh, yeah, well, you're going to have to send me all these pictures because I'm, I'm Yeah, we'll I'm throw them all up. Yeah, we'll throw, throw them all on the website. And, uh, yeah. They'll be everywhere. But you guys check Rick Allen Brown out. He's going to, him and his, the Appalachian, what'd you say was the Appalachian Boys? Appalachian Brothers. The band. Appalachian Brothers Appalachian band Brothers. is going to be playing at Bobby G's in Huntington on July 8th. We hope and to see you there. You were, you were much better yeah. looking when you were young in <laughs> Vietnam, just to let you know, Rick. Uh, it was stud. Uh, <laughs> it was stud there. Check the paint job out on that one. But um, yeah, we we'll have to have you come back on. Like you, you need to think of some more stories. I mean, I'm Very sure you don't cool. have to think of, but think of the craziest stuff you could think of. Yeah. We'll have you back on, man. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I think we, Rick we should just kind of hang out I, every now and then. I'm and enjoying the company. In. You know, regardless of what's yeah. going on with the microphone in front yeah. of me. I'm, yeah, no, I get it. I get I've it. always That's, loved you. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know what? Fact, I recruited you. You did. You did recruit me. You not only recruited me, you groomed me and gave me your position. Yeah. Within six months. Within six months. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the commander. <laughs> oh, God. I had no idea when I walked in that building that Rick was like, oh, here's my guy. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do what I'm doing right now. 
But yeah. hey, Rick, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for your service. And we look forward to hearing from you here very shortly and, and possibly doing another one. That'd be with cool. You. Uh, to just hang out and chill, but we're gonna we're gonna hop off here. We're gonna right. probably right. drink a few more beers. beers. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, thanks guys for having me, and and I've, I'm like I said, I'm really enjoying the company. Just being for here sure. with you, for awesome. Sure. I'm here all the time. Grunts, Grunts and Appalachia out. out.